What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So spring training is in full swing. We have pretty much everybody has found their homes, right? We have pretty much every free agent at a new team or coming back to their old team, except the biggest starting pitching domino at like remaining, and that's going to be Blake Snell. The reigning National League Cy Young winner still does not have a team for 2024. I'm sure he will sign one soon, but teams are waiting him out. They are showing that they're going to be patient. They're not going to bid against themselves. Obviously, I'm talking about a team like the Yankees, which is a team that's been connected with Blake Snell. But Blake Snell is still a free agent. And we're hearing reports that the Giants are involved as well. That, you know, they're looking in at him. They're looking at Matt Chapman, who is also a free agent. You know, March is just around the corner. And, you know, we're hearing reports that there's a 50-50 chance that San Francisco comes away with one of those players. I mean, Blake Snell for the Giants would address a bigger need for them, at least in the short term. They have a pretty bad rotation behind Logan Webb. Logan Webb is the Scion runner-up. He's their ace. They did sign Jordan Hicks to a four-year deal with the plans of converting him from a reliever to a starter, but you don't know what that's going to look like. His personal high in innings at the major league level is 77 and two-thirds from his rookie season back in 2018. He hasn't reached the 70 inning mark since then. So to say that this guy's going to be a starter and he's going to produce for you, that's, that's a gamble. You don't know that. You don't know how, how, how he's going to hold up as a starter. So you have a prospect, you know, behind him. His name's Kyle Harrison, one of baseball's most talented pitching prospects, but he only has seven major league games under his belt. So getting a pitcher like Blake Snell would definitely help them. I mean, they have their fourth and fifth starters, guys like Keaton Wynn, Tristan Beck, but you know, Blake Snell, the reigning Cy Young winner, you have the Cy Young number one and runner up in the same rotation. That'd be, that'd be pretty awesome for the San Francisco Giants. But obviously the question is whether they're going to line up on an agreeable price point because no team has met Blake Snell's asking price yet. So we're hearing that, at least according to John Heyman of the New York Post, that Blake Snell might be open to considering a short-term deal that allows him to opt out and retest free agency. So this is a common theme that, that we've been seeing in recent years. I mean, we just saw it with Cody Bellinger, who we're going to talk about in a moment. But you have a player who reaches free agency, expected to sign a big deal, doesn't get the offers that he expected to get, takes a short deal. Maybe it could be a multi-year deal, but it has an opt-out clause so they can exercise the opt-out if they play well and then retest free agency again. We might see that with Blake Snow. We, we, we very well might. I mean, the Yankees have reportedly had an offer out to him for weeks, but there's been no breakthrough because obviously if he liked the offer, he would have accepted it. And he hasn't accepted it, which tells me he didn't like the Yankees offer. So let's talk about Matt Chapman. You know, he doesn't necessarily play a position of strict need for the Giants. They already have a solid third baseman in J.D. Davis. If they were to land Chapman, they'd likely flip J.D. Davis to another team with who, a team that needs more help at third base. So, I mean, they're fine with or without Matt Chapman, but Blake Snell would be a huge get for them. So we just touched on Cody Bellinger. Let's talk about him. So Cody Bellinger is going back to the Cubs. The Cubs have re-signed Cody Bellinger to a three-year deal worth $80 million guaranteed. So the deal is three years, but it has an opt-out after year one and an opt-out after year two. So he can opt-out after each season, year one, year two. And you know, if he doesn't do that, he would he would play all three years. But 
the deal is a little front loaded so that it will pay him $30 million in the upcoming season. So the average annual value is 26.67 for luxury tax purposes. This is a good deal, by the way. But keep in mind, Cody Bellinger had a very good season in 2023. He hit 307 with, you know, an eight. Trying to do some quick math here. Looks like in 881 OPS for Bellinger. And a really good bounce back for him. You know, 133 OPS plus, 26 homers, 97 RBI, just an outstanding year after just being not outstanding for the past few years. Looked like he was healthy again. And coming into this offseason, people were projecting, I mean, even you know, some, of, some of the deals we were seeing, 10, 12 years, you know, 250 plus million dollars, that did not happen. However, on an AAV standpoint, he is making more than that on this deal he just re-signed with the Cubs. So the 200 plus million dollars didn't happen. But now he's he's taking a deal three years, 80 million with opt out. So Bellinger is still I mean, this is his second time as a free agent. He hit free agency young. He's 28 now. He's 27 his first time. So he's still a guy who can get that long term deal because let's say he has another good year this season, 2024. He can opt out and be a free agent again. So if he's a free agent yet again, then at that point, he could he can be like, hey, you know, I've I've proven multiple years and I'm entering my age 29 season, you know, coming off of, you know, Silver Slugger in 2023 and whatever he does in 2024. I want that multi-year deal. And at that point, yeah, teams will give it to him. They'll give it to him if he can prove it yet again. But then again, it's it's such a low risk. It, it's a lower risk for teams to do these deals, like a, a three-year deal with opt-outs. What's the worst that happens? The worst that happens is that, yeah, he stays there for three years, but three years isn't that long and they can wash their hands of it if they need to, or even trade him. It's a tradable deal. It's not like he has a tr- uh, no trade clause or anything like that, but he gets his money up front. 30 million is, is, is an outstanding salary for 2024. For center fielder, he's near the top of the market there. And if he plays, he has every incentive to play well, so he can test the market again if he chooses. So it's a great deal for him. Not the 200 million, but he can try again next year. That's really the deal. So we could see something similar for Blake Snell. We just don't know yet, you know, what's going to percolate over there. But Cody Bellinger is back with the Cubs. So expect to see him, you know, once again, splitting time between center field and first base. You know, the Cubs are probably going to give Pete Crow Armstrong a lot of looks in the outfield. So he made his big league debut last September. He is an 80 grade defender, like defensively uh, in center field. and so. Bringing Bellinger back will take some pressure off of PCA. That's what they call, I'll just call him that. Because he did go hitless in the 19 player appearances he had, you know, at the big league level last fall. But he's going to get every chance to get that, get that job in spring training this year. And you could shift Bellinger to an outfield corner, you know, first base or even DH, depending on the rest of the lineup. The thing with, with Bellinger is you can move him all over the field. And it, it doesn't really matter. He's there for his bat. He's a great defender, both in center field and after spaced. So that's the deal with him. The Cardinals have signed Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford, longtime San Francisco Giant, 13-year big league veteran. He has been a starting shortstop since debuting with the Giants back in 2011. Excellent run over his time in the Bay Area. Helped the Giants to World Series in 2012 and 2014. But that time is over. He's now going to the Cardinals. A one-year deal, $2 million salary, with the St. Louis Cardinals. And yeah, end of an era in San Francisco, but it's you know, it's just a deal that the Cardinals are making because 
they are going to turn shortstop over to a rookie. His name is Mason Wynn. Mason Wynn did struggle in a very limited MLB look at the end of last season. You know, but at this point, having a veteran like Brandon Crawford, he's 37, you know, yeah, he's not the elite defender that he was at his peak, but StatCast still grades him as a solid defender, giving him above average marks at that position, including four runs above average just a year ago. So you're probably going to see, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be the backup. I, I would think he is, but I mean, it's, it's hard to say that like you know, a name like that's just going to be on the bench. I think you're just going to let spring training play out, honestly, because Mason Wynn like, still has something to prove. They're not just going to hand him the keys and let him run with it. Mason Wynn is, and he turns 22 years old in three weeks. So he's still very young and has a lot to prove. It's not like he did much really at the big league level last year. Yes, you know, he played 37 games, got a cup of coffee, but he still has a lot to prove. So if he doesn't run away with the job in spring training, then yeah, you, you could definitely see B. Craw starting on opening day for the Cardinals. That's, that's definitely realistic. In other news, speaking of shortstops, the Marlins signed Tim Anderson. So it's a one-year, $5 million contract for Tim Anderson. And, you know, this was a very weak middle infield class in, in free agency. Anderson's 30 now, but, you know, two-time All-Star, 2019 batting champ, not too far removed from that, but, you know, he looked like one of the better shortstops in the majors as recently as just a year ago. He's coming off the worst year of his career, though, as he really struggled in 2023. He only hit one home run all year. I mean, he's never had an offensive profile that was driven by power, but he did reach double-digit homers each year between 2017 to 2021. That, do- that dropped to six homers in 2022 when he he got hurt with a ligament tear his left middle finger, but he still hit for average. And then everything just kind of fell fell through. I mean, no average, no power in 2023. We don't really know what's going on there. But uh, he'll be looking to bounce back, you know, with a very interesting Marlins team. He's going to be their starting shortstop. And he has expressed willingness to move to second base, but that's not going to be necessary in Miami. You know, they have looked for shortstop help throughout the winter. And yeah, he's going to, he's going to run with that job. He's definitely going to run. He's going to be their everyday shortstop. Luis Arias will be their second baseman. That's going to be their middle infield combination. So inexpensive deal for the fish. And they're going to try to get a bounce back. In other news, Eric Hosmer announced his retirement about a week ago. So, I mean, he hasn't been on a major league roster in almost a year, which I didn't realize. I don't know why I thought he would have been. But he's announced his retirement. He's 34. Royals, you know, longtime Royal. I don't want to say legend, but, you know, longtime Royal. Royals fan favorite. Won a World Series with them. And everyone's going to remember what he did with with that team when they were they're winning a lot of games around there, like 2014, uh, you know, 2013, 14, 15, around there. And he was a really big part of that. So shout out to Eric Hosmer as he does his thing and he hangs him up, but he ends his career with four gold gloves, a silver slugger, an all-star appearance and a world series ring. Won the world baseball classic USA in 2017, 1,753 hits in his MLB career, 198 homers, and his career earnings just under $175 million. So he did well for himself. Shout out to Eric Hosmer. In other news, the Dodgers have signed Kike Hernandez to a one-year deal. They're bringing him back, one-year deal, $4 million, just some depth. That is really it because the Dodgers are absolutely stacked. And Kike Hernandez is a utility man. That is what he does. He moves all over the field. He's good. 
he's a good defender at in center field, but you can play him all over the infield. You can play him anywhere. You can really play him anywhere. He hasn't really hit much in recent years. You know, he 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 did with the Red Sox a couple of years ago when he took him, you know, deep into the playoffs back in 2021. But since then, his way to run's creative plus has been below league average. So you're getting a utility man who's there for defense and 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 just just the bat. You can plug in to give guys a day off here and there and play some matchups. So we are in the full swing of things in spring training. Let's I mean, let's keep an eye on things. Look at position battles. Like there will always be there are going to be guys who break camp like rookies who break camp for sure. You know, some of the talk is on the the young talent in Baltimore. Obviously Jackson Holiday, you know, Heston Kersett, some some guys like that, but you know, the O's aren't in a rush because the O's are actually contending. They have good guys the major league level already. They're not going to rush their prospects. Maybe bring them up after, like, because some of these guys haven't played enough games at AAA. Heston Kerstad has, but Jackson Holiday has not. So Jackson Holiday, my prediction for him is that we'll see him sometime in like May or so. They'll give him like a month at AAA, then call him up. That is that is my prediction, but we'll see if, if I'm right or wrong. But that's going to do it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection. 